Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian, the Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today's guest on our show is... Hi, everyone. My name is Martina Pascuso. I'm a career services ambassador. Um, I'm a junior and my major is interactive digital media, new media. Welcome, Martina. We are very excited to have you on this episode, uh, mostly so we can just interrogate you about all the cool experiences you've had in your life, right? (laughs) Sounds great. So where are you from? I'm from Argentina originally. What part of Argentina? So I was born in the capital city, Buenos Aires, and then I moved when I was like eight years old to Rosario, which is like the third largest city in the country. How in the world did you get from Argentina to Northwest? Basically, I just came through an agency that helped me with all the paperwork. Um, I've always wanted to study abroad. I had done an exchange for two months in the United Kingdom. So I really liked that experience and this opportunity popped up, this agency agreed to help me and they helped me out with all the paperwork, with applying to all the colleges because we have a totally different process to apply for universities. So I was not familiar, familiar at all with the universities in the U.S. and they helped me. Then I was between one community college and Northwest, and I decided to go for Northwest because of everyone was super kind, emailing back and forth, very communicative, uh, very helpful. And they had a graphic design major that was more focused on like the digital part of everything. That's what I was interested in initially. And then I decided to switch from major, graphic design major to interactive digital media, which is my current major. So yeah, it was just affordable. Everyone was super kind. It was in the Midwest, not in the coast. And that was something I was interested in because I, I'm from a big city and I'm already used to the, the eclectic, like diverse, I guess, hustle and bustle from the coast and the big city. So I wanted something different and get the, the American experience, I guess. <laughs> the Midwest experience? The Midwest. <laughs> So what was it about graphic design that drew you? Did you, I mean, was it, I assume doing art is something you're probably interested in. Is that what drove the idea for the major or was it something specific that graphic design had that you wanted? Honestly, I've always been very big on DIYing everything. Not really, not necessarily art in, as in painting or drawing, but just doing DIYs with everything. And when I discovered Photoshop, when I was like, I don't know, like 12 years old, I wanted to have this specific cover for my subject folder at, in high school. So <laughs> I started messing around with Photoshop and I created my, we call them blends. They were like mock-ups um, of Demi Lovato or Selena Gomez. And all my friends started to like those. So I was making them for them. And and then my art teacher, she was like, oh, you're really good at this. Why, why You should go for graphic design once you graduate um, high school. So that's how the idea came to my mind. But then, yeah, as I kept progressing through my education, I found that I was interested just in communications in general and the, the very digital side of everything, not so much the drawing and, and painting, as I said before. When you came to Northwest, maybe some first impressions, you say you're from the big city, right? And mm-hmm. wanted to experience something completely different. What were some of the biggest differences that you noticed or that you still notice? I would say the way people interact 
is they are so kind, really kind, like heartfelt kindness. But when it comes to making truthful relationships, that's a little bit harder. I feel like um, back at home, everyone's not as kind, but whenever they ask, how are you? And they want to hear how you are doing truthfully and here it's a little bit more like oh yeah what's up how's it going you don't even answer so that was that was a little bit of a culture shock coming here but now I'm used to it and it it really depends on the the person um and then the other thing was food (laughs) and the time the times around food so we usually have dinner at 8 p.m 9 p.m that's considered early in my (laughs) in my area and over here, it was I, my first year at the union. We had to, our cafeteria, we had to before, I think it was before 6 p.m. Because after that, it was considered late night food. And I was like, I, I'm i still full from lunch. Like, <laughs> I, I can't do this. So that that was a bit of a struggle coming, coming here as a freshman, not knowing anyone. And even that simple thing was so different. So I would always pack my lunch and dinner at lunchtime to eat at the time that I was used to eating before. So taking a wheelbarrow to the union to fill up on the food, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what time do you eat lunch? Um, around 12 or one. Okay. So I know, I know you're a career ambassador and have been one for a few short weeks here, but mm-hmm. what other positions have you held on campus? My friends make fun of me because of this. I've been all over the place. I started as a photographer at the Missourian, the Northwest Missourian, our paper here at the school. And then I switched to at the textbook services, um, the basement. I was helping out with the packaging of the, the textbooks, the inventory and all that stuff. And then I went from there to being a graphic designer at the Learning and Teaching Center, one of the offices at the library, and I'm still a graphic designer over there. And then I was a proctor for the assessment office, and then I got promoted to be a report writer within the research and effectiveness department. Um, And now I'm a career ambassador. (laughs) You also worked for CAD as a SOAR leader, right? I was a SOAR leader doing SOAR, yeah. That's true. During the summer. So with all of that experience, because I feel like you've had more jobs than some students could hope to have in their time here, right? Talk about what you've done to be able to apply for those jobs as a student and successfully handle that or move on to other jobs. Because I know some students really struggle. You know, they feel like they put their resume out there, but they they aren't getting callbacks. So what have you, what did you do to make yourself so successful? I was always trying to ask for opinions on my resume, my cover letter, and my portfolio for that first job as a photographer. Following up was a big thing after interviews, trying to send an email or if I ran into the the supervisor, just say, hey, how are you doing? Did you get a chance to review my application or something like that? How did you know who the supervisor was? For on-campus jobs, it's usually at the very bottom of the application. It says supervisor Colin, or it says the department and you can just email the department. And then for the rest of them, to be honest, just getting my resume ready with the keywords that the job application was looking for. So if it said, you you should be someone that's outgoing and talkative. So on my resume, I would update one of my bullet points saying like exhibited communication skills and interacted with families. And so that way, what they were looking for, they could find in my resume 
aka in me. Yeah. And so my resume reviewed by some people, I came to the career services a couple of times to get a different perspective. And so for my portfolio, for the art majors, creative majors, um, I was always looking for examples online. Um, I started off with a PDF portfolio because I had no idea what an actual portfolio looked like. I didn't have enough content to have a website full of my work because I didn't have that much. Um, So I just created a simple slideshow on Canva. It's nothing too crazy, but that showcased my skills and what I, my drive, I guess, that I can do this and then I can learn from that. I feel like this is a good point here. We talk a lot about portfolios, but we don't ever get down and dirty into the nitty gritty details of what is a portfolio? What should it look like? How do you make it? Right. So did you just attach that PDF portfolio, like upload it with your resume or did you send it like? I think for that first application, I I did attach it for the rest of my interviews. I submitted it separately. Sometimes you can also link it on the resume. And some other times I would just have it on my laptop and plug it in during the interview saying, oh, by the way, here's my portfolio. If you want to look at some some of the things that I've done. I know that was the case for my graphic design job on campus. I don't think it was having a portfolio was required, but I still went ahead and said that I had one. And and I think that gave me a little bit of some brownie points. <laughs> Certainly didn't hurt, I bet. Yeah, 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 yeah right. So what what do you think makes a portfolio look good, get you the job, you know, versus just like, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of projects on a PowerPoint slide or something? Like, how do I think about if I'm looking for something, how do I think about putting my portfolio together? So as far as I know, there are two routes to the portfolio. Um, One is just to put everything that you've done so far. So that shows that you're versatile, that you have all these experience and you can adapt to all any project that they throw at you. But the one that I'm focusing on currently is the more more specific one. So I'm interested in UX, UI, um, web development, and a little bit of graphic design. So I try to tailor my all my projects to those topics and then have my portfolio just showcase what I'm interested in doing. Because sometimes maybe I've, I've done some writing in the past, but I'm not interested in doing that in the future. So why would I put it in my portfolio if I don't want people to contact me for that? So I think when you're starting now, maybe having a variety of skills that you have helps just to get those first few jobs. But once you know, once you get out out to the real world, I guess, and you know a little bit about what you want to do, I think it it helps to kind of narrow it down. So talking about what you want to do in the future, what do you want to do in the future? (laughs) Once you're done with school and you're out there in the professional world, what, what do you hope to do? Like I said, I'm interested in UX UI, so I'm I'm trying to find some internships for this summer, and then after that, um, hopefully to work for an ad agency or a company that I'm interested in, and I see eye to eye with their values and do some creative work for them. And so I'd like to stay here for a little bit, maybe a year or two to work, and if I have the opportunity to study a master's, just to focus a little bit more on behavior, user client behavior. I know there's one that's interactive user behavior, something like that. So once I found a niche that I'm more interested in, I'd like to study for a master's. And after that, I am not sure yet. I, just, there's so many opportunities. 
Can you tell us, you said UX, UI several times. Can you explain to us what that means? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So UX stands for user experience and UI stands for user interface. So that's how the user, the person that's utilizing a product, that's either a web page or an app or even in physical situations, how you go through a task or a a process um, that's what a UX, UI designer, researcher takes care of. And so there's a lot of research that goes behind how a an application looks like or the colors that are used or the steps that you follow so that it's most efficient and effective for the user to get to what they want to do or for the marketer, marketer to get them to get to the cart, for example, to the shopping cart. So I just find all that fascinating how based on the data, they can make those decisions and it actually works. And it's still ethical in a way that you're not talking them into buying something or just maximizing your chances based on what they are currently doing. You're making it easy. <laughs> yeah. Make it easy to buy. And once you get into it, you start seeing it everywhere. Like, for example, um, one of our coworkers in the office was looking at a form and there was a button that said, download responses and then right next to it delete all responses and she almost clicked that one because it was right next to the download responses and can you imagine how bad it would have gone if she had clicked on delete all so like that's about positioning and maybe about ux i would say and that's from a gigantic company for the record too that's (laughs) that's not something we made that's like gigantic company that i won't name So you've been super successful, had a bunch of on-campus jobs. What advice do you have for maybe incoming students or younger students who, who want to be as successful as, as you've (laughs) been, you know, what, what would you, maybe what would you tell yourself if you could go back and talk to, you know, a little freshman year student, what would you say there? Okay. So I feel like there are two parts to that question for someone that wants to have a lot of experience and try their hand at different things. I would say, just be open to opportunities and to talking to people, learning from different, like, I, I think you can learn from a lot of different places, I guess, different people, different, like, you can, you can run, run into someone and learn from them at the office or at the grocery store, like, just being open in that way. And talking, asking, not being afraid to ask for those opportunities, just saying, hey, I'm interested in, or looking for some experience. Um, use your resources, come to career services. That's for the first part of the question. And for the second part of the question, I would say, I think I overdid it a little bit too much. Like as a freshman, not being from the culture, not knowing what the expectations were, what a resume should look like, what good experience looked like. I just went overboard and I did everything I could. And I think that affected me a little bit on my mental health that first year. So by the end of the year, I was extremely burnt out and I had to take a step back the next year. Just, I guess, having more realistic expectations and putting myself first, not what other people's definition of success on me, because I was I was hearing all the time, oh, you have to network and you have to um, meet all these people and apply, 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 have resumes printed all the time. So all these buzzwords, I guess all these expectations that I was like, they are saying, a professor is saying that. So I need to, I need to go stick with, with that. And I, my first year I printed like 30 resumes, a lot of business cards. I had no experience. And I went to this 
networking event as a first semester freshman saying, no, I'm just, I'm just here, you know, I'm looking for some experience. And they're like, honey, you're, you're a freshman, you don't have experience, come back next year. And I was so disappointed, but it made sense. I, I had just pushed myself so far that I forgot to stop for a second and think I shouldn't be doing this right now, maybe a semester from now or a year from now. And also to give myself credit for how far I'd come, again, just the struggles of being an international student and the culture shock, which is something that everyone can experience, not necessarily being an international student. If you if you live four hours away from where you go to college, you still have that insecurity and uncertainty, not having your family around. So that's that's a lot to go through. And we forget to give us credit for that. Have you had any internships? Have you done anything like that? Have you been in any organizations? So I've had one internship on campus at the Learning and Teaching Center. I worked on a marketing project that I'm still currently developing with some of my coworkers. And then I've been, I am involved in several different organizations on campus, which that was also something I started my freshman year. And then I stepped down and I was like, which ones am I really interested in? Which ones are the ones valuable for me that I truly care about? So I'm involved in the International Student Organization as a secretary, and I used to be a vice president. That gave me opportunity to give a speech for the homecoming event. I think it was 2020, and that was a wonderful experience, something that truthfully opened a lot of doors, internal doors, let's say. That's when I realized that I wanted to interact with people. I wanted to talk, I guess. <laughs> and then I am involved in Lead Green, which is the leadership group in on campus. We help students um, through workshops on resiliency, communication, time management, um, goal setting, all things leadership. And then I'm involved in Adding, which is an advertising club on campus that's also opened a lot of doors for me through networking. You talked about like kind of overdoing it that first year. Mm-hmm. Did you just go to a lot of, uh, besides, you know, networking, go to a lot of clubs? How did you decide what you valued enough to kind of pair back on that first kind of like, whoa, I want to eat the whole yeah. cookie, right? So after I was burnt out, I was like, I, I need a second. Let's see how they impact my career, how they can impact my career and how much time I need to put in in order to get that. So the ones that I chose were the either close to my heart, like the ISO or effective in the sense that through leadership, for example, I'm not only learning all these topics, but practicing myself and putting myself in those kind of challenging situations, speaking in front of people. That's something that I'm still working on, but I want to be better at. So I that's why I st- stuck with it. And I guess just having a supportive and comfortable environment in, in those organizations where I could just say, I'm not having a great day. Um, I need a moment and just <laughs> skip one, one meeting. I don't know, just things like that. So once again, let's go back to advice. Do you have advice for new international students, maybe freshmen or not? If this is your first semester on campus, what would Martina say? Here's my, here's my advice for you. I would encourage them to get out of their comfort zone, but also to 
start to make those important bonds because usually we feel you know we're away from our family from our culture our food our rhythms habits and everything so just finding some close people that's whether that's professors or friends or advisors or mentors whatever having someone that you can trust and go to whenever you're not feeling great i think that's super important and going out of your comfort zone just to meet those people because after all we're here we're here to study and have the american experience so if you stay within your group that's something i've also been through like sometimes it gets really hard so you stay you stay with um the people you know the most but you're missing out on some other culture cultures and things that you can learn from from them that's why the iso is super important for me because i get to see all these different perspectives from different countries that otherwise i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to so getting out of your comfort zone and i know for those that struggle with english there are a lot of resources on campus like the writing center or also just apps online that you can check your grammar and things like that so i know that was a big thing for me and some of my friends just being scared of maybe even applying for jobs because we didn't we didn't know if our cover letter was grammatically correct or things like that and then you realize not even native people know how to <laughs> i was going to say i've read a lot of cover letters that aren't grammatically correct that are not from international <laughs> students so i think you're probably safe there yeah <laughs> Mine included. So. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, it's it's normal. I'm sure my, my grammar in Spanish is not great. So I was going to put in another plug for the ISO. You know, my college roommate was also um, an international student. And so through her, I mean, she was a part of the ISO, right? Mm -hmm. So we joined the ISO as domestic students. Ooh. You don't have to be an international student you don't. to be an ISO. It was such an eye-opening experience. That's something that I think so many students could benefit from joining a club like that. Just because you said you have access to so many people from so many places all over the world. And it's it was really a close community, you know, C considering everyone came from different corners of the mm -hmm. world. We, we really had a good time. Absolutely. I'm glad you had that, ex that experience. Well, and I would say for our students too, like even if, if you're not ready to take that big of a leap, like we have a lot of opportunities just in events going on, like that the diversity and inclusion office does and student organizations, mm -hmm. including the ISO put on, like go to those is a first thing, you know, it's black history month this month. There's all kinds of things where you can learn more about African-American culture if that's not what you're comfortable with. And you don't have to be an international student to not know a lot mm -hmm. about that culture. So, you know, there's lots of opportunities to learn about other people here on campus. And I think that's every college student should be doing that, not just the international students, not just the ones from other places. Like we can all learn more about each other. And when we do, we become better people and better coworkers and better leaders. Yeah. So just do that, folks. That's why I just go to mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. That's kind of what you're supposed to do in college, I thought, was Absolutely. like explore, discover, right? Yeah. yeah. And don't stop doing that either once you get old and graduate. Yeah. That's what I, what I admire the most out of YouTube. <laughs> Just keep learning. <laughs> you were talking about companies that your ideals match with. And I know UX, UI design, so software work. I mean, that's a lot of companies, right? So if you were to put it out in the world here today on the podcast, because it's going to go out in the world, what opportunities would be like the big, like big, hairy, audacious opportunities <laughs> that you're looking for that someone out there might hear and be like, oh, I'd love to help that girl. 
My top choice currently is Duolingo, only because I love learning languages and I've been obsessed with the platform ever since I started being interested in um, in learning. So that's that's my top choice, Duolingo. It's very competitive though. Um, and then I would say either Google or Salesforce, LinkedIn to Facebook, Instagram, just the big names. Of course, that's a... <laughs> that's a, a dream but I think I'm also open to the possibility of working with startups because I think that would be also interested in seeing how an idea comes into the world and being part of that I think that's very impactful so also getting to wear different hats throughout that project and learn a lot along the way that's that's also something I I'm open to all right <laughs> for those of you listening that was Martina <laughs> any other words of wisdom for us come to career services we are a lovely bunch well we're certainly glad you came to career services we're very <laughs> glad to have you on staff and doing the awesome stuff that you're doing so we're, we're very glad that you're with us now thank you it's a pleasure all right well that will do it for another episode of behind the bearcat and we'll talk to you next time mm-hmm.